Hello and welcome to One Golden Moment, a daily Cal sports podcast. We're back covering Cal football all season long, and this is season six, episode five, and we have a fun episode in store uh, and a more optimistic one after our, I don't want to say downer episode about the Notre Dame loss, but definitely more disappointing than episodes uh, in the past. But this one should be a lot of fun because Cal football is coming off a pretty big victory, winning 49 to 31 over the Arizona Wildcats. And so we're going to dive into everything about that game, recap, key takeaways, impact players, all that good stuff, and a lot more. And then also give you guys a little bit of a preview and predictions for Cal's upcoming road trip to Washington State, which is another very big game on the schedule. Uh, But before we get to any of that, very excited to introduce, or I guess I should say reintroduce, because he's a regular one of our football beat writers here with the Daily Californian and my guest today, Emmanuel Macedo. Emmanuel, how are you doing today? I'm excited, Ben. We are uh, we're halfway there to our win total from last season, so um, I'm optimistic. We love to hear that. I am definitely keeping a, a an eye out for that win total. Six is that cutoff we need for a bowl, so that's what I'm hoping for. Fingers crossed for Cal fans. Um, definitely something I'm I hate to get my hopes up because I know Cal can and maybe will disappoint but it's in the back of my mind for sure uh and Cal did add another to that win total this weekend with quite the game against Arizona uh there's a lot to say here why don't we start things off from the very top because this game started with a bang uh oh my goodness Cal loses the coin toss, but gets possession first because Arizona defers. They run a first play, and then they run a second play. Emmanuel, tell us about the second play of the game. What happened? Any thoughts and takeaways from that? Now, see, see, here's the thing. I missed the first play, right? I missed the first play. I'm coming down to my seat. I turn to the field. And Jaden Ott somehow already across the length of the field, 73 yards, touchdown. The 43-second scoring drive. Let me tell you, let me tell you, Ben, let me tell you, let me tell the listeners, Jaden Ott is something special. We've been saying it for four weeks. Or excuse me, we said it for three weeks. Week four, we're starting to see it. I'm getting ahead of myself, but offensive and freshman player of the week. I believe it's his second time, freshman mm-hmm. player of the week. First offensive player of the week for the Pac-12. As a fan, I'm excited. As a reporter, I'm excited to cover him. There's no expectations when it comes to Jaden Ott. When you go down to when you go down to your seats, you don't expect anything. You just get excited mm-hmm. to see what he can produce. Absolutely. Uh he's a pretty special talent, and there's definitely a lot more we'll say about him, but he started the game off with that 73 yard touchdown run before people were in their seats, which is crazy. Um, and immediately I think sets the tone for Cal a little bit. Um, yeah, crazy start to the game. But I think before we get into a lot of what Cal had success on, I think it would be a disservice to not mention a little bit at least about the Arizona Wildcats because they put up a strong first half performance too. Jaden Delora was cooking and they actually end the first half 
with a lead up 24 to 21. So Emmanuel, maybe give me some thoughts on what we saw out of the Wildcats, what they were doing to uh, really prey on Cal's defense in that first half. Yeah, I think the primary um, flaw in our defense is identifying one part to the offense and sticking with it. Jaden Delara is by no means a pocket passer. He rushed all over. He ran over our defense in the first and second half on his on his legs as well as putting up massive passing numbers. So it, like you said, it's a disservice not to mention that because that's kind of um, there's a hole there. Because if you commit to if you commit to primarily a pocket passing defense, bad things are going to happen in the run game on the ground because you're going to you're there, there there will be holes and that's um that's something I definitely saw on Saturday Saturday afternoon there was holes in the defense and Delara and uh, their running back excuse me I I don't know his his name off the top of my head. Um, Michael Wiley, mm-hmm. he was again punching right through the holes because it it's also wrong to say that we don't have a good rush defense. It's it's wrong to say we have a subpar run defense. They're they're average. We're, the, the run defense is average at best. I think it's something that can be improved upon because that was um, that was the weakness. But yeah. That I think the only the only weakness the defense showed was struggling to to find rhythm on the ground, mm-hmm. and I mean eventually they slowed it down. Mm-hmm. We'll get there, but they slowed it down. They picked it up. Um, but we've seen we've seen this issue before. The issue of you know starting slow and then getting it together. That's something that you know Arizona is the first conference game we played. We're heading to week five. Um, it's something that needs to be figured out within the next two weeks. Um, looking up at the, looking up at the schedule, getting ahead, we're going, going a little later. We play Wazoo this coming weekend and then we go on by. So I think that's something that needs to be figured out during that bye week, during that rest week, because, um, we'll almost stop myself there. We'll get to there. That sounds good. Um, yeah, there's definitely, I think, a lot to unpack with with what went on. Um, I'll give some credit to Jaden Delora. He's a he's a talented guy, uh, a talented cat, if you will. And and him and Jacob Cowling in that first half, uh, I think Delora ended with three touchdowns and like 235 yards passing or something crazy. Also Arizona, and I believe we can fact check this, converted on or scored points on I think four of their first five first half drives so uh they put up numbers for sure uh just a brief follow-up Emmanuel do you think this is cause for concern that Cal's defense was taken advantage of by Arizona so easily or is it just that slow start they've been susceptible to and something that they can figure out going forward 235 in the first half that's um I mean to put it bluntly that's not that's not good you're right. They they certainly abuse the holes in the cat that the Cal defense has. I think um, you're coming into. By no means is Arizona a terrible team. By no means are they a, a standard team. They are they are here to play. They want to, they're making a statement this season. So I guess 
for them to come and pray on a downtrodden Cal team coming off that tough loss in Notre Dame, I think that was the tone they tried to set. And um, I know it's the tone they did set, but um, we we all know eventually in the end it didn't work out to their to their favor. But um, there was they were certainly they were punching those holes of the of the guys that were still a little you know discouraged coming coming back from South Bend. It's not to say that it was a major loss. It's not to say that um, that they shouldn't be upset. But when you're coming off of when you're coming off of any any loss, it's not something that should be affecting you in your next game. These are things that um, they come up in practice. They come up they come up during the week. So I think looking at looking ahead. These are issues that need to be addressed fast because the schedule is only getting exponentially harder. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I think Cal can address them. Whether they will do so effectively, we'll see. But I think Wilcox has done a good job at times making adjustments in the past. So uh, I'm very eager to see where they go from here. Uh, we mentioned a little bit about slow starts. Cal's offense, and particularly Jack Plummer, also had a bit of a slow start. Jaden Knott got things going, but we saw some missed passes in the first quarter. Cal begins to figure it out a little bit offensively in the second quarter, ends up just down by three points at the half. But I'd love to hear just your general thoughts on how Cal played offensively in the first quarter, or sorry, in the first half. Any cause for concern, any takeaways, uh, what you thought of of that display from the Bears on the offensive end? I think at this point in the season, four games in, about a quarter through the season, it's kind of to be expected from Jack Plummer to kind of take a second to, to figure it out. That's kind of a bad precedent to set, but it's the rhythm, it's the rhythm that they found, and unfortunately the rhythm that's working. But I don't think there's a cause for concern because of one man and one man only, and that would be his name is Jaden Ott. You're going to hear his name a lot until the end of this season. Jaden Ott is showing up for Jack Plummer, whether it's whether it is on the ground or through the air. He's proving to not only to his teammates but to the coaches that that he belongs, that he is able to kind of to be the guy to go to. If quarterback play is not taking is taking a little bit too long to to get going to get heated up, so no to answer your question, Brent to answer the question, no, I don't think there's any cause for concern. I think it's just kind of um, it's kind of a will they won't they story mm-hmm. every week with the Cal offense. Yeah, I think that's encouraging, and they did heat up after that slow start, so. Why don't we talk a little bit about how they turned things on, which really came in an absolutely dominant third quarter um, because on both sides of the ball, Cal football really starts clicking. Um, On the defensive end, they string together two straight three and outs and then force a fumble that they recover. Uh, So just disastrous quarter offensively from the Wildcats, but also Cal makes things happen uh, 
on their offensive end by putting together some consistent drives, some big plays, and I believe getting 14 points in the quarter to really just kind of put the game in their favor and eventually run away with it. Uh, Tell me a little bit about that third quarter, your thoughts on it, what kind of came together for Cal and allowed them to really, I guess, just turn around a halftime deficit into a game that they were in control of. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, bleed a little bit into the fourth quarter also. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, they come out of the locker room and Cal goes, Cal scores. They scored 21 unanswered Mm -hmm. to go up, to go up 42 to 24. Um, A little bit uh, from the stats I'm reading, just a little seven seconds into the fourth quarter. They go up 42 to 24. So, like you said, defense, the defense came to play. They came out of that locker room on fire. You could tell from um I was I was sitting right behind the sideline, actually. They came out of that locker room with um with fire. They were they were excited, they were hyped, they weren't, they weren't, they weren't downtrodden, they were down three points at the half. They wanted to come out. They wanted to come out of the locker room big, and they did. They were able to put the offense in some really favorable, favorable, favorable positions, and and yeah, like you said, they the offense they paid them right back. They they ran away with it. Absolutely, um, I think you said it well. Just briefly for my thoughts on it, the third quarter got me excited because I think we saw the potential of this Cal team when things are working. And it was great to see that if only for a brief moment, well, not a brief moment, they kept it together for an extended period of time, but Cal had both offense and defense going, firing on all cylinders, getting stops, putting together plays. Um, It was good to see. I was impressed. And I think Fans were impressed. I think writers should be impressed. It was it was encouraging to see that out of Cal football, though it took them a little bit to get going. Finally, I guess, just wrapping up our sort of recap of the game, the fourth quarter wraps up with Cal getting two interceptions, which was pretty cool to see. A couple takeaways there. Uh, slowing things down a little bit and, and killing the clock. Arizona does get a touchdown back. And then, of course, uh, one final crazy run from Jaden Ott. We'll talk more about Ott for sure. But just to start, I guess, any thoughts on the fourth quarter, what we saw there, if there's anything or if it was sort of just a game that was already wrapped up and so going through the motions at the end of things. Yeah, exactly. Just just like you said it, as it began, as it ended, 72 yards from Jaden Ott to to really put the dagger in Arizona. Um, I think he, he, Justin Wilcox has said it a couple of times that they want to pride themselves on closing out games. And I think that that's definitely what, that's definitely what happened. There wasn't any sense of, of, of sluggishness of, okay, we're up, excuse me, we're up 42 to, to 24 and entering entering this next drive like okay like we're good we're gonna run away with it no there wasn't um there wasn't that feeling 
so I think um this is one of those this is one of those um I guess this is an outlier so mm -hmm. far so far this season. Um I guess I, the Notre Dame the Notre Dame game is a different story. But um in terms of home games, it, it's been an outlier because Davis, they slow down at the end. Mm -hmm. They slow down at the end. But here against Arizona, they didn't. They kept going. They kept 110%. It's definitely something that that they should pride themselves on, that they should be that they should be excited about. Because if you're able to close games the same way you started them, it really does set a precedent for how the season's gonna continue unfolding. Absolutely. Uh, I think I'm agreeing with you a lot, but you're saying all the right things um, because I think it's a blessing and a curse that under Wilcox, Cal keeps games close. And so what that'll mean is that if you're going into a hostile environment like Notre Dame, oftentimes you can turn it into a defensive battle, a bit of a coin flip and, and hang with teams that just based on talent level are better than you. But that also means, conversely, we often see Cal playing down a bit, I would say, to the level of their opponents, um, getting in the weeds against teams like UNLV and UC Davis that they should really be just taking command over. And so to see a departure from that in a game where Cal finished strong, didn't add too much stress to fans or to the players and kept a comfortable lead, I thought that was nice. And a welcome sight. Will they keep it up? Honestly, just thinking of history, I feel like Cal is going to go right back to those close games. Um, but it was nice to see at least out of this game. Um, and a lot of, I think, really encouraging takeaways for Cal fans. I guess speaking of Cal fans, a little bit of a departure from previous questions, but I am curious. So, Emmanuel, you've spent and covered a couple of these games in the press box. Now you were down in the stands with those fans. What was that atmosphere like? Can you tell, like, is there an energy of excitement? Or or how are fans in those seats in Memorial feeling about this team? What can you tell me about that? Last la The last two home games, I like to play a game that I came up with. Mm -hmm. Will the student section return from halftime? I love that. And let me tell you, they did come back for this one. The feeling, although the crowd was a little smaller than the last couple of weeks, these fans are excited. Mm -hmm. There is a lot. There is um, there's room for improvement, but the levels are rising. Mm -hmm. The student section showed up and show, showed out again. They stayed. So I think it's been the emergence of, you know, of Jay or not. It's been the emergence of a, another, I don't want to use the word average, above mm -hmm. average defense. Mm -hmm. a de uh, even, even, the off even the offense as a whole, there hasn't really been any kind of negative, negative, there's no negative image of the offense either on every stage of the ball. It keeps the fans excited. It keeps them on their feet. So the energy in the crowd, it it's, it's rising. It's going to keep rising. There's 
we talked a little bit about the players being upset from last week and in the crowd, you know, people were upset, but that keep that keeps the crowd wanting more. It, I guess this is the unfortunate part of it. It, it rises, it raises their expectations, mm-hmm. but it definitely, it's something that will keep fans coming to these football games and it's going to keep them on the edge of their seats during this next road trip coming up. Awesome. Um, well, thank you, Emmanuel, our intrepid reporter, giving us that on the ground view of the Cal faithful, which we love. Uh, that's great to hear. Now let's zoom out a little bit. Talk about bigger takeaways from this game and also impact players. And I think now is the time. If you couldn't tell, we've been having a hard time keeping away from it. So let's let's jump right in or I guess jump back in to Jaden Ott. Um, What a performance from him this game. Just to briefly recap for people who were curious, Jaden Ott finishes this game with three touchdowns on just, I believe, 19 carries and 274 rushing yards, which is just absurd. It's the most in the country of any running back all season long. just a special, special performance from a player who looks like a special, special talent. Um, Emmanuel, you've said a little bit, but anything more you want to add about what we've seen out of this young man so far, just four games into his Cal career? Jaden Ott is really special, Ben. Let me let me keep telling you. This performance, like you said, 274, three touchdowns, 19 carries. It's a 99.9 rushing grade against Arizona, the first since Kareem Hunt did it in 2016. There is so much excitement in the air for this this young kid. He's younger than me. Mm-hmm. There's so much. There's there's room to grow as a true freshman. There's room to learn. There's there's. I don't. I don't even. Know. I'm at a loss for words. I, I yeah. can't. It's exciting. Um, again, as a fa- being a being a fan, being a reporter, these are this has been something. Um, this kind of explosiveness has been missing in the Cal in the in the Cal offense these last couple these last couple of years. So I think it's something that um, as the season progresses, will continue to motivate everyone on the team because the the old saying goes we all eat right Mm -hmm. they're they're excited to see uh their teammates succeeding it's gonna want to it's gonna want them wanting more uh to digress Jaden not really special um this is his first his first conference game a stellar conference game so um as we move on to those to 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 this equally as to equally as tough opponents the sky is the limit. I love that. The sky is the limit. Um, and I agree. What can't this kid do? Um, it's been beyond impressive. It's also been, I think, a very long time since Cal has had a talent of Jaden Ott's level. And so all I can say is Cal fans enjoy it. And I think he immediately raises the ceiling of this Bears team. So I just think there are a lot more big things potentially to come, and I'm excited for it. 
Now, the pessimistic part of me is scared about him transferring away in a year or, or going off to the NFL early, but I'm not going to worry about that. For now, I'm going to appreciate Jaden Ott while he is here, what he's done for the team. Um, it's been something special for sure. But it wasn't just Jaden Ott because the rest of the team around him, I thought, also had just across the board a very solid, more than solid, uh, an impressive performance on Saturday. So, Emmanuel, are there any other players or position groups that you think deserve some attention for the impact that they had on Saturday's game? Definitely. I did so during uh, UNLV week. I want to highlight the receiving group. Mm-hmm. Not just the wideouts, but the tight ends also. They are giving they are giving Jack Plummer a lot of room for um, for flex. They're giving him a lot of room of flexibility. There is no um, there is no quote unquote number one receiver. Everyone's the number one on this offense in terms of receiving. So um, I think that's that's something really exciting because um, you see it all too often in college in the NFL where quarterbacks have tunnel vision mm-hmm. and um, not everyone gets a, a fair uh, a fair share of the football. But um, just to to give a lot of praise to the receiving to the receiving core, they are doing an incredible job. Um, Jack Plummer went two forty five for three touchdowns on Saturday. That's um, I mean, there's not really much to say. The stat speaks for itself. Um, I'm really excited to see them continue to to develop. I believe. Um, <clears throat> okay, we're gonna pause it. I believe. Okay. I think um I think everyone I think the oldest receiver might just be a junior, right? I'm not I'm not too sure. Yeah, I think you're right there. Uh Jeremiah Hunter, I think, is a junior, and then uh J. Michael Sturdivant and Maven Anderson, uh wide receivers two and three are both younger than that. They're they're redshirt freshmen, right? I believe so. Okay. <clears throat> okay, we're gonna talk, we're gonna say how young they are. Okay. I believe this is a really young receiving group there. I, I believe again, there's not a, se- a single senior. So there's a lot of room to continue. There's a lot of room to continue growing into next season throughout, throughout this season into next season. So, I mean, there's just excitement all around on the offensive side of the ball. So props to them. Um, to save you the to save you the trouble of asking me another question, there's a, a lot of to be excited for on the defensive side of the ball too. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got we've got a whole ton of ball hawks on the defense on the de- in uh, the defensive backs room. Uh, Daniel Scott has been an amazing leader. I know he is um, he is continuing to 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 foster a new generation of Cal defensive backs, which, you know, which in the last couple of years have gone on to play in the NFL, mind you. So our, that, that room is just continuing to grow. They're getting better as the weeks go on. Like you said, two interceptions to steal the game away from Arizona. So, um, I mean, yeah, I'm excited. It was an exciting game to, to be at as a fan, mm-hmm. definitely opening the, you know, um, I'm not a betting man, so any of the viewers can correct me, but, um, I believe we were, 
We were no, we weren't the favorite. We were the favorites to win. We were, were three point favorites. Yes, we were, we were three point favorites. Mm-hmm. Three point favorites. This game should have been. This game should not have been run away from mm-hmm. the way it did. But but that's what happened. Cal took mm-hmm. control. They found a rhythm that worked. So yeah, let let me let me stop myself there before I I go on this huge exciting rant. There's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of room to grow. Mm-hmm. Continue conference play. It's awesome, man. This was a fun one. Um, absolutely. Very briefly, a couple shout outs I want to give. Jack Plummer. He showed that he is more than capable of leading this team to wins. Very impressed with what we saw out of him on Saturday. But especially I want to give some love to Cal's offensive line because they have been much maligned over these past few weeks. Um, But on Saturday, rearranged things a little bit, moved some people into new positions, a couple new starters, and it paid off almost immediately. Plummer, I think, we saw what he could do now that he had a clean pocket. He had more time, more space. He made things happen. And then the other, I think, big product of that was Jaden Ott's incredible performance because a running back is often only as good as the offensive line making space for them. And I thought they did a great job, the line as a whole, of um, opening up those gaps for Ott to take advantage of. And so, again, there are a lot of players and groups to be complimentary of, but I think the offensive line often gets overlooked or criticized, in fact. And so for their performance on Saturday, I think they deserve some respect. And I hope and see that they're getting some of that, which is great. Um, I guess a final question for you, Emmanuel, about this Arizona game, and you've maybe covered some of your thoughts on this already, but just, I guess, your final thoughts, your takeaways how you feel about this game and what you think it means for Cal going forward. Yeah, I mentioned earlier how um, Arizona is by no means, um, was by was by no means meant to be an easy victory. It was a, vic- it was a hard fought win. It is a win that um, is going to set the tone for the rest of conference play. Um, I guess talk about it a little bit now. Going into conference play, we're gonna have it, it's gonna be a tough one. As of now, UW, Oregon, and USC are ranked on the AP top twenty-five. So um, there is no shortage of, and, and mind you, those are all consecutive games. UW, Oregon, and USC. Those are those are three straight ranked opponents that Cal has the opportunity to to welcome and beat, and then to go to and beat. But. Um, this is this was um, a great first outing. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be we're gonna get into a little we're gonna get into it. Uh, we're gonna get into it now. There's gonna be a it, it's gonna be a good a good good chance to showcase what they've got at uh, at Washington State at Wazoo, and then next week at uh, at Colorado University of Colorado Boulder. Absolutely, um, I guess just for me, my final thoughts from this game. I was impressed. Now, if you know me, I always have to add a little bit of a grain of salt to things. And so I think we should mention 
this is an Arizona team that's won one game in the past two years coming into this season, still very much rebuilding and not on the level of some frankly scary looking opponents in the Pac-12 North and the Pac-12 as a whole. And so you have to remember there's still a long way to go for Cal. Uh, this is one game in many, out of many, I should say. And I absolutely love how incredibly excited so many Cal fans are uh, in person over social media. Part of me thinks let's pump the brakes a little bit, have some caution because Cal football often has a sort of twisted way of letting us down. But I understand the enthusiasm. I'm so close to buying in. Uh, maybe if they win next week, then I'll fully be there because just overall, it was a good game. It was a fun game. Um, super, super encouraging. A lot of things went right. And I think if Cal can put things together like they did for moments of this game, then there is a chance for them to continue to compete with the top teams in the Pac-12 and maybe even push for a few upset victories. But we'll have to see. Either way, this was a fun game. They've kept the season interesting and it just keeps going. And so speaking of what would be an upset victory if it happened Cal has got a tough road trip up ahead this weekend up to Pullman to take on the Washington State Cougars. Emmanuel, any initial thoughts or previews or things you can tell us about what to expect from this matchup between the Bears and the Cougars? Definitely briefly. I want to I do want to talk I, I want to expand a little bit on my uh, on my tough schedule comment. Mm-hmm. Here, Washington State votes to be ranked this week. Next week, Colorado Boulder. Uh, at the time, we're, as of, as of right now, winless. Cal versus UW. UW is ranked. Cal versus Oregon. Oregon is ranked. Cal versus USC. USC is ranked. Cal versus Oregon State. The week after, Oregon State got votes to be ranked. The 125th big game. And then Cal versus UCLA. UCLA got votes to be ranked. It's an unbelievably tough schedule that can exponentially grow in difficulty. Coming into the season, I believe it was just Oregon and USC that were ranked. Mm -hmm. And now, what was that? Washington State, UW, um, Oregon State, and now UCLA. That's four-plus teams on our schedule that are are quote-unquote ranked, if Mm -hmm. you will. But um, the schedule is going to get harder for Cal. Um, I think they, there you go. It's funny. Wazoo's unranked. Wazoo got supposed to be ranked. You then it's UW and then it's Oregon and then it's USC. That's the the lineage there. Yeah, like, growing in difficulty. But um, back to Washington State. This is a game that Cal wants to go and win, and, and you know that's taking it lightly obviously if every football team wants to win a game but no this is a, this the if you ask me now that we're past it this game is more important than the Notre Dame game mm-hmm. because Cal's this is Cal's best start last couple seasons since be, since before the world since when the world was normal um 
so this is this is a really important game for them in terms of uh, setting the tone for um if you will a, a real opponent mm-hmm. opponent that can um Washington State actually Washington State is coming off a loss to Oregon but Washington Washington State was leading all the way until the closing moments of the game until if you will a collapse led to Oregon winning mm-hmm. which, which could spell signs of 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 hope for the Cal, for Cal but um this is again this is a game they want to go and win this is a game they want to where I, I know I've said this before where they want to set the tone early but they want to set they should set the tone fat early and fast because most definitely Washington State can run away with it mm-hmm they can take advantages of the, those holes in the Cal defense we talked about earlier. They can take advantage of, of Plummer taking too way too long to start. There's these hole. There's these holes in in Cal in the Cal football team as a whole that can be used by these um by these more these these higher these higher ranked opponents. But um, I say higher ranked again with a grain of salt. Cal's fourth in the Pac-12 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, fact checkers, fact check me. I don't know when was the last time Cal's been that high. Pac mm. twelve as a whole. Um, and I think um, this is just this is just me being me, the optimist. But I think um, before the before the slate of games on Saturday, I texted a couple of my friends. I was like, "Hey, if the season were to end right now, we're in the Pac twelve championship game." But um, <laughs> oh boy, pump the brakes. No, but, that's um, good. I like that's just that, that's me being uh that's me being me the i author, love it ben our resident realist mm. uh, in the football in the football uh in the football room <laughs> but um to digress um washington state is by all means a good football team a good football program if cal if cal doesn't go in there with the tone set beforehand this is a game that they will that they that will slip through their hands and and could honestly spell disaster for for the next ranked opponents we have to play. Thank you, as always, for some great analysis of what's at stake. I don't want to overstate things, but I agree with you. I think this is a moment that's the biggest one of Cal's season so far. Uh this game could change a lot because lose and all of a sudden you look at the calculus of getting to those six bowl wins cal maybe is a favorite against stanford for the big game but you never know with those colorado could and should be a win but road games are tricky but other than that there are a lot of games in a row where cal will be underdogs oregon state washington oregon ucla usc I think those are all games where Cal is an underdog. And so if you're just looking at getting into those six wins or beyond for bowl eligibility, this one is huge for that. So I think I think there's a lot at stake for the Bears, and I'm very eager to see how they perform. Um, but I will say this. I have said a lot about waiting to see where this Cal team ends up keeping things realistic 
if Cal can pull off this win against Washington State, now you have this uh, recorded and published. I'll be, I'll jump on the bandwagon a little bit, and I'll, I'll I'll fully get excited about the possibilities of Cal football, which I hate doing. Um, but that's what I'm gonna say. That's my that's my promise. Very briefly, what viewers listeners should know about Washington State: their transfer quarterback Cameron Ward is super talented. Uh, a little bit like Jaden Delora, he he can sling the rock uh, and make things happen. And so definitely, I think, a player to watch from the Washington State team. They also have a very strong defense, um, even though it doesn't always look like it. And I think they've shown they can hang with anyone in the country. Um, they lost a shootout 44-41 to Oregon, as Emmanuel mentioned. Oregon is the cream of the crop in the Pac-12. And they were right there and just about to pull off the upset uh, before blowing, like, I think a 12-point lead in the final three minutes or something crazy. And so Washington State, they have the talent. They're now motivated to get revenge over a Cal team that they're closely matched with. And so it's going to be a great game. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Emmanuel, are there any final thoughts about this game against Washington state, or should we just get right into our score predictions? Before we be, we hop into score predictions. I want to, I, I, I want to say if, and when Cal takes this, takes this win, I want to be on the phone with the AP voters. I want to be on the phone with the AP voters because Cal is proving themselves. Okay. We lose, we lose a game to, to winless Notre Dame whatever mm-hmm. but cal is they are they have consistent they've consistently proven thus far up to this point that they belong so you think cal would be ranked if they won this game against washington state or should be ranked i don't think they will be ranked i think that they deserve the votes to get ranked uh-huh if washington state i'm reading this off of their website if washington state gets 31 votes for blowing a 12 point lead I, I uh, forgive me if I'm wrong. I believe at home. Yes, it was at home. At home, they blow a 12 point lead and get 31 votes to be ranked. No, if Cal marches in there and they beat them, they deserve votes to be ranked this week. Okay, that is a that is a definitive statement I will make. But um, yeah. Final thoughts on this game. This is a big one. Um, preseason, we talked, oh my God, Cal, Notre Dame, this is going to be the game to watch. It's now that that's said and done, even beforehand, this is the one to watch the second, second conference play. Um, I think it would have mattered more if we still had the divisions, but, um, it's going to be exciting to watch how, (coughs) excuse me, how, um, how they develop how they approach this challenge because this is um this is a big step up from preparing for Arizona but um I think there's a lot of there's a lot of excitement to be had also and uh we just have to wait and see what com- what happens come uh, come Saturday afternoon the 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 oldest saying in football any any given uh I guess excuse me any given Sunday but uh any given Saturday I think college football is even crazier than the NFL in terms of what can happen on any given Saturday. So this should be a fun one, a lot at stake. 
But Cal fans, don't get nervous. Just enjoy that there is something to play for. Um, it should be fun um, unless we lose tremendously, which is always possible. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, though the most fun part, I think, of our jobs, also something that we're not great at if you took a look at our Arizona predictions, Um we love giving our often completely off base predictions of the games that Cal has to play. So let's predict Washington state. Emmanuel, he has the newspaper up with these Arizona predictions. Any thoughts on, on how that worked out? I was the closest. Okay. I was the closest. The I closest I off by 20 points, but 31 to 24. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there you go. Emmanuel, maybe our most accurate score predictor. Let's see if he can hit again on a Washington State prediction. Cal enters this game as, I believe, four-point underdogs the last time I checked. Emmanuel, I'm putting you on the spot. Oh, boy. What do you think? What is your prediction for the Cal-Washington State game this Sunday, Saturday? The score, the score predictions have just gotten harder, let me tell you. Um this is not going to be a game where, um, well, I mean, even, even last Saturday, I said it wasn't going to be a game that we'll be run away with, but we had what happened happened. But um, this is, ugh, it's going to be a doozy. But um, I think if Cal figures it out fast and they're able to, to hold a really strong Washington state offense to a couple of three and outs in the first half, um, this has the makings of a two score game mm. that Cal escapes with, but that's me being optimistic. I've gotten, I've gotten in rhythm of giving two score predictions, realist, a, a realist perspective and an optimistic perspective. Okay. So that's my optimistic view. Washington state lost last weekend by three points, um, you know, given their collapse, but, um, I think that's what it comes down to. I think it comes down to a three-point game, a one-score game. God forbid a safety, but this is going to be a real. This is going to be a close one. Um, especially, you know, I'm going to go out on a whim and say we have a high uh, a high octane offense. Okay. We we can produce. We know how to produce. We just need it. We just need a you know get into the when to produce but to finish just to close i'm gonna i'm gonna predict a one score game seven points in favor of cal give us a number too if you please let's see um let's go outlandish okay let's go outlandish let's go let's go 42 to 35 crazy let's go fireworks on saturday another shootout i don't know if i could take uh that just for my mental health uh going back and forth like that but i like it um i think things will be much more low scoring and closer washington state is the favorite and i think objectively there are a lot of reasons to believe in them to win this game but i'm going with my heart which wants cal to win and so because of that I think this is a game that could be won on a game deciding field goal. Um, and so I think the Golden Bears 
just find a way to pull it out. It's a coin flip, but my score prediction, lock it in 27 to 24 Cal going down to the wire. Um, I think it go, could go either way. I think the result will dictate a lot about how Cal season goes moving forward. And I think for the team and for the fans, um, it would be a big win to get. So we'll see. Those are our predictions, uh, but we'll find out Saturday, I guess, how things will turn out. Emmanuel, any last comments or words for the listeners before we sign off for the day? As it stands, we're projected to be in a bowl game. So there's a lot of excitement to be had. To the student section, don't leave at halftime. Come back. You're missing a good one if you do. I've been telling some of my friends, pay attention to Cal football this this season. We could be we could be interesting and fun to watch. And I think if they snag this Washington State win, then a bowl and maybe even more will definitely be a possibility, which is exciting. And so with all that being said, thank you so much again for tuning into this episode, for supporting, for listening. We have a lot of fun making these, especially when Cal puts together crazy games like the one they did against Arizona and are playing high stakes games like this upcoming matchup against Washington State. This whole season has been a fun, crazy ride to be a part of. We're so happy you've been along with us for the journey on this podcast. With all that said, we're signing off for now, and we'll talk to you next week. See the